Welcome to the Connect Extension podcast brought to you by the eExtension Foundation. eExtension is a membership-based nonprofit designed to be the engine fueling U.S. Cooperative Extension's advancement and making a more visible and measurable impact in support of education outreach from land-grant universities and colleges located in every state and territory. E-Extension is embedded in the U.S. Cooperative Extension System and serves on the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy. It provides an array of opportunities for extension professionals that foster innovation creation, the adoption of innovations at member institutions, and increased impact of extension programs. This work is supported by membership dollars and funding from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, grant number 2019 41595 30124. I'm Aaron Wybe, your host for today's podcast. Today we are going to be discussing how some extension professionals are handling their field days in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. In June 2020, we hosted a virtual chat in Connect Extension on this very topic. It was really a chance to take a look at how different people across Extension were handling this and try to find some best practices and new innovations across the system. I'm real excited about our guest we have today who participated in that chat, and that is Marcelo Valau from the University of Florida. He is an assistant professor and forage specialist. And Marcelo, you hosted a virtual field day, which I believe was a corn silage virtual tour, can you share more about that with us? Definitely so. So the corn, the corn silage, the corn silage field day is an event that we've been, we had, we had one year at UF and one year at UGA, University of Georgia. So we alternate, and uh, we've been doing that for several years uh, since two thousand and one. My colleagues that preceded me here. They have uh, they have been doing a corn silage trial and then sorghum silage. So we we have a trial with the industry for testing different hybrids that are more adapted to the to the to the region. From that, and I'm not sure the timeline where the field day started and where the partnership with Georgia started, but along that way, um, we started having the field day. I'm pretty sure. From 2008 on, we already had the field days. So it's beyond 12 years of field days and, and, and corn trucks. This is an industry-sponsored project. Uh, and I felt compelled slash obligated to, to do something because they're paying for that. They're paying for the information. They're paying for showcasing their hybrids here too. So I thought we need to do something to fulfill our commitment with the industry since we're not going to have a field day and at the same time provide more information for the producers. Uh, I had a little bit of experience with field days. Well, I have experience with normal field days and I really enjoy them. I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a field person. I love being in the field. I love being in the sun. They're talking to farmers and looking at the plants and showing them the plants and all that. It's very hard to do that online. So during the shutdown, I had a little bit of experience where expo- I was exposed to a few different styles of virtual field days. The first one is the one I told you we were starting to buy all this material was the first recording was a failure and then we start to buy this, uh, the rest of the material. 
and it was just a video. It was not a field day. It was just a video for us showcasing some of the variety of trials for cool season grasses we had. And the second one was a, was a follow-up on that, and it was presentations through Zoom. And they were very, I won't say a disaster, but very bad. Not the presentations per se. I had connection problems. Uh, one of my neighbors decided to, to put a new connection to his house. The windstream people, I live in the countryside, and the company people came here and dug and cut my internet connection. I didn't have internet connection. I had to log in from my phone. I could not see the presentation. It was, was a, 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 a lot of things, but mostly the major problem was that bit of old style of presenting, which when I'm in front of people, it's fine because I see what they are doing. I see their expressions and I can, if they give me a weird face, I can go ahead and explain myself a little better or get more interaction. But the virtual thing, we hard to get interaction. We open for questions. There was no questions. It was not very engaging. So, I thought we need to do something a little more engaging and just Marcella talking for a lot of time, that's not good. So we decided to do a, a hybrid approach for the corn silage field day. And I do not have the recording of the field day per se, but I have the recording of the first part of it that we done. So our, hybrid, our trial this year had, uh, was featuring 48 hybrids, which is a record. It's a very good, 48 different industry hybrids, a huge trial, had a, about three acres of, uh, of trials there. It was pretty, even with the COVID situation, we, our, our folks in a research station were able to keep spraying, keep fertilizing. And so one day we recorded every hybrid. I recorded the footage of the whole whole field and then every hybrid. We packed that, and by we, I'm going to say, the, I, I hired a, a student that's uh, at communication, in education, amazing. She does a great job and she knows how to operate computers. I'm, I have a hard time operating and it takes me a long time to get stuff going. So she, she has helped me a lot through all this transition. So, uh, we, we recorded everything and she packed the videos by industry partner. So each company had a pack of a video and I, I send them an email and say, hey guys, we're going to have this field day. We have 13 different companies. Here is your video. Can you record me an audio or preferentially video? It can be like this webcam where you can go to the field and stand in front of a cornfield. Some guys did that and it was very interesting because um, it gave a little more reality. So I gave them instructions. You have 40 seconds to introduce your company, or one minute, I can remember how much you gave them, and then 30 seconds per hybrid, per different hybrid you're going to talk. So they went ahead and several of them, I think I was missing four of, the, of all the companies. So very good buy-in. They were a little skeptical in the beginning. They were calling me like, is everybody doing this? And I said, yes, I already have a lot of videos. And I had two people responding, but I was trying to keep them, them going. So at the end, I had a lot of people responding. So they send me, in a, in a matter of a week, they send me their videos, their material. And we put together our, uh, we, we recorded the second time. So then I went to the field and some of my colleagues went to the field. We recorded better videos of 
okay, this is the trial, this is what we've done so far, uh, this is the treatments, the application, fertilization applications and everything. So I, I featured the whole trial. Have to say that the first time I gave them, the industry partners, a little bit of information, but it was for the partners, not for the public. So the second time around, I recorded a nice video, had my UF shirt there and uh, made it look good. And Natasha, my, my student worker, was able to put it all together and compile and she was grabbing the company logos and putting the hybrid names and relative maturity days and all the information. Uh, even bringing some material from the web pages, from the company's web pages, from the hybrids. So she created a very, very neat material. We threw that into one long video and then next challenge was broadcast that. And a broadcast through Zoom, we did several trials. <laughs> the day, the time of the few day, my computer froze. I could not start or could not end everything and everybody was waiting and my phone buzzing, buzzing, buzzing because my colleagues were texting me and calling me like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? So I told them, tell everybody to hold on. We had 60 people online. Uh, normally we have 150 to 200 people in the field. So just to give a perspective. So 60 was not too bad. And, uh, but finally I was able to get it going. So I, I, I showed the video, not the best way. My audio was bad, not very good actually, because it was, was decent, but not ideal because for some reason, the computer was not streaming. It was not kept, was not streaming. The audio was capturing the audio from my speakers and, and going. So I had to keep it very quiet. <laughs> uh, so we had a 30 minute session of the video. So everybody watching the video together. And then we had uh, the follow 15, 20 minutes of questions and answers. So I was compiling, I was getting answers, uh, questions on Zoom here in the Zoom chat, writing them down and uh, directing them to our industry partners or to my colleagues to get people participating. So the idea was not Marcella talking, the idea was this is the platform for our industry folks to give out information, to showcase their material. So that's how we did. It was very successful. We get much more engagement. Let's say, let me rephrase that. We got more engagement than the previous experience. Not a lot, a lot of engagement, but more. It was good. Um, most engagement came from students or fellow colleagues. It was not from producers. So I think the internet, the virtual field day was nice because we were able to reach more people in different audiences and even abroad. But I still believe we're missing the one guy that we had the field day for. That's the dairy guy around the corner on the county next door that would come here for, for that morning to, to see the, what we have to. That is very interesting. Now, do you think that you were able to get to the same outcomes or impacts by holding it virtually? Yeah, that's, uh, I couldn't measure the outcome. I couldn't measure the, the impact. I did send out a um, survey 
actually the survey before everybody logged out, I was still talking and I said, okay guys, now everybody, please take the survey. It's really quick, three or four questions, just, just go through it. And I stayed talking a little bit more so people would still be online and not disconnect straight. I got, I can't remember, but it was not even half of the answers, half of the people answering. And when I was compiling, most of the people that answered were either industry related or my colleagues or students. So again, the producer was not, we didn't capture them. On the other hand, that was the field day. Now the video is online, the video is on YouTube and the video is on Facebook. And that had way more engagement later afterwards. We had much more engagement, but I still could not capture if that was really someone that would use that information or just someone curious or even some of my friends from Brazil, like, oh, Marcelo is doing something cool. Let's see here. Cool, but no impact. So I still think the, the impact on those online might not be the local, local impact might not be the, the greatest. Got it. Well, those are certainly some really good lessons learned. And I'm wondering what advice you may have for cooperative extension professionals that are looking to host a virtual field day. I think uh, paying attention on quality, it's extremely important. Uh, as I hate reviewing a manuscript that was poorly prepared and that I tend to reject it if I see that the manuscript was poorly uh, edited, poorly prepared. And I think the same thing for a virtual field day. It can be recorded, do a good job recording, have good material. So um, checklist of material, as I, as I mentioned before, my previous experience uh, it was super nice, super pretty day. The image was amazing. I was able to record my cell phone, cell phone, amazing video recording capacity, but they didn't have a mic and was super windy. Not good. So the second time around, we, we invested on equipment, just a couple hundred dollars. You can get a good, um, tripod or a gimbal and a good microphone. Simple things that will make the difference. Nobody wants to see a poorly prepared material. And the second important thing is really have a good plan of how, how it's going to happen and make sure the connections are good, make sure everybody's online, make sure the computer is good, have a backup plan, but have a good plan of how to proceed with that few day. Okay. If your day is going to start at this time, the first thing I'm going to do is this before I'm going to test all my equipment with my colleagues and then at the day I'm going to do this. Uh, during the field day we're going to show the video, we're going to talk, we're going to give a presentation and then we have the questions. If nobody has questions, this is the backup question so keep people engaged. If we see that we don't have much engagement then someone jumps in and we change top topics whatever just have a good plan not to have that moment of silence that kills everything and nobody knows what to do so those are the two main things uh, planning and, and equipment well i just have one last question for you and i appreciate your response to that but what are some of the concerns that you have or that you see 
And what do you think are some of the solutions to address those concerns or new paths forward? I think we're learning. We're learning a lot. We're learning as we go about this. Uh, this virtual, how to operate on virtual things. My main concern is still we're not reaching out to everybody that we should, uh, and I don't have a good answer for that. I wish I, I had more experience. Uh, one thing I, we may have to go back to old ways. Maybe radio. Maybe radio would be a good way to, to reach out to people still. I don't know if people listen to the radio as much. Back, back home, was still, was still, radio is still a very important way to reach uh, farmers. Uh, but that's, that's pretty much it. I'm excited about this new era because we have to reinvent ourselves. And I see that every time we have to overcome some of those challenges, we get very creative and we get out of our comfort zone and start producing better material and better things. And it's kind of a revival. So it's good. Well, thank you, Marcelo. And before I conclude this episode of the Connect Extension podcast, I wanted to point out something that Marcelo said, which was the return to the old or the use of radio and other methods for outreach to people. We actually have a really interesting effort going on right now at eExtension. So as part of our new technologies for Ag Extension Cooperative Agreement with USDA NIFA, we are working with different projects across Cooperative Extension. We're about to enter year two. Uh, we're finishing up year one right now. And one of those projects is focused on using mass media for extension messaging. And that project specifically works with the National Pesticide Safety Education Center, which supports um, PSEP programs across extension. In collaboration with Prairie View A&M Cooperative Extension, and what they are doing is they are using mass media like radio and digital advertising to drive people to Prairie View A&M Cooperative Extension online resources and materials. And you can learn more about that project and the work they are doing in Connect Extension. So if you go to connect.extension.org, it is one of the subgroups called Using Mass Media for Extension Messaging. And if you haven't registered a Connect Extension account yet, you can join that subgroup right from the registration page. But feel free to go and check that out and see the kind of work that they are doing and learn more about that project and that initiative. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Connect Extension podcast. We will stay on this topic of field days for the next couple of episodes to hear from some others across Cooperative Extension that are also navigating these challenges and hear some of their thoughts and insights as well. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of the week and we will see you on the next episode.